Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, hello. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. And we're going to jump right in because we started the day, Michael, with some stunning news out of Cleveland this morning that Deshaun Watson is going mm. to be done for the season. And interestingly enough, it wasn't having anything to do with the high ankle injury that he sustained yeah. in the first half of the game this past weekend, but rather a fractured shoulder. Michael, how surprised were you when you heard the news this morning? Uh, you know, I was waiting on the ankle, you know, and when he went in at halftime against Baltimore, we thought, well, he's got an ankle. And then when he came off the field after the victory, he was in a walking boot. Nobody mentioned the shoulder. So he's been playing through the shoulder injury as we've learned earlier in the season when he missed some games, but no one knew it was broken. Clearly, he must have taken a hit. I mean, the guy was 14 for 14 in the second half against the, the Ravens with a broken shoulder. I don't know when he got it, but... Another blow to the to the to the Browns. I mean, look, they lose Nick Chubb. They've lost both starting tackles, offensive tackles, and they've lost their backup tackle. You know, they've got guys injured all over the place. They have the easiest schedule of the remaining four teams in the AFC North. The Browns are twenty fourth when you rank schedules. Steelers are ninth. Ravens are second, and the Bengals have the hardest schedule of any team in the National Football League moving forward. But now with this news, there comes really a lot of life for, for the Browns. I mean, the Browns have a great opportunity to move forward with this because of, I mean, the, the Bengals do if they can find a way to get healthy and win this game. They have a tough schedule down the road. They've got to go to Jacksonville. They've got to go to Pittsburgh. Got to go to Kansas City. It's going to be hard, but the Browns are, are probably going to have a hard time kind of matching all these wins, even with an easy schedule. Yeah, and I think what's most disappointing about this is what you referenced about Deshaun Watson's performance in the second half, despite having, so apparently it's the glenoid bone, which is like the ball socket bone there. So really, really like it seems, it sounds 
impossible to throw a football with that going on in your shoulder. Yet he was 14 of 14 perfect. And we saw a glimmer of the Deshaun Watson of old and maybe the way that he could carry this team if he could have some consistency. So just an absolute dagger to the Browns. And the market has reacted accordingly here, Michael, right away to make the playoffs yesterday. They were minus 320, now minus 190. So still favored to be a playoff team this year. But in the division, from the second shot at plus 230 to now plus 450. In the AFC, 9-1 to one goes all the way to 20-1. to one. Their Super Bowl odds more than double from 22-1 to one to 45-1. to one. So, I mean, instant reaction there. And now, immediately with the game that they have coming up this Sunday against a division opponent in the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they were a four-point favorite, that quickly has come down to one and a half. The total from 37, it was as high as 38 and a half this weekend, to 33 and a half. And instead of it being P.J. Walker, reports from Jordan Schultz are that they're actually going to go with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the rookie out of UCLA. Well, I mean, look, he had a really good preseason. He threw for 7.6 yards per attempt in the preseason. He was 37 for 58. He ran the ball 14 times for 69 yards. He looked good. He's the reason they traded Joshua Dobbs, because they felt so comfortable. They have no choice but to go to to DTR. They have to, right? They, they have no choice but to go here because everybody keeps asking the general manager, why did you trade Dobbs? Well, the reason he traded Dobbs is because he thought Thompson Robinson was the guy. He thought that was going to be the guy. So he had to trade him. So now he's got to put him in there. And for the long term, they've got to go with it. I mean, look, they, did, they, beat, they, they beat San Francisco again. Moody misses the field goal. They go to Indy. They beat Indianapolis. They put a ton of yards on the – they run the ball effectively. But we know Indy gave them 10 points at the end of the half. They go out to Seattle. They have a chance to win that game. They're up 20-17. Walker throws an interception. They lose. Look, I think it's pretty clear. If they play Walker, they're not going anywhere. And at least with Thompson Robinson, they have a chance for him to get better and improve. And, again, what they saw this summer lended them to trade Dobbs. And Dobbs is the sensation of the NFL right now. <laughs> That's, like, the craziest underlying element of all of this, right, is, like, Josh, Josh Dobbs, despite all that we saw of him in Arizona and now Minnesota, actually started the season in training camp with the Cleveland Browns. So his story just continues to get more and more interesting. But for P.J. Walker, what we saw on the field this season, 618 yards, one touchdown, five interceptions – Three interceptions for Dorian Thompson-Robinson in his lone start of the year. It was a rough performance. He was sacked four times for 48 yards, 19 to 36 for 121 yards. But you referenced the bright spot that he was in the preseason. People were really, really excited about the type of player that Dorian Thompson-Robinson could be. So going to give him a chance. I think it's an, I think it's interesting. Like another quarterback situation, Michael, yeah. in the NFL, where we're forced to go to a backup. It's it's this. Have you seen a season like this where we've had this many yeah. backups and this many rookies that are starting? I mean, I guess rookies no, because it is historic that we've had a double digit number of rookies starting games. Yeah, I mean, no, not really. But look, he, here's how the Browns have to win. Whether it's P.J. Walker, whether it's Thompson Robinson, it doesn't matter. They've got to play great defense, right? Yeah. They've got to be able to play great defense, stop the run. The last time they played this, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they gave up 26 points. Their offense gave them 14. Their offense gave them 14. The Steelers had 14 possessions. They went eight without a first down, two with turnovers, two, miss, two, two field goals and a touchdown, and, and that's how they scored. They basically made a few plays, and that was it. 
And so they have to, they can't turn the ball over with their offense. They've got to be able to run the ball, which they couldn't really, which they did effectively against the Steelers, but that was without Cam Hayward. Can they run the ball now? I don't know. But you're going to get a conservative offensive game plan from Stefanski, and let's face it, they're going to try to win games with defense. Yeah, and that's my fear, and another thing that makes me sad for the Browns this season, Michael, is that like you wonder if that defense is going to get wasted now the remainder of the year because of the situation that they're put in offensively. Like They are the best defense in the NFL right now. Yeah, they are. And look, the, the, when they played the Steelers in week two, the Steelers forced four turnovers in that game. That's the most they have forced all season, right? And so now the Steelers, no one's talking about their injuries, but they lose Quan Alexander, who, who was replacing Cole Holcomb. And those two players were crucial to their, their defensive package. I mean, Mike Tomlin has been searching for an answer at inside linebacker since he lost Ryan Shazier in Cincinnati. They've not been able to find that guy. They're going to advance in Landon Roberts. He'll be the green dot player, but this will be problematic. And look, Cleveland can run the ball on anybody. I mean, Jaron Christian started left tackle against the Baltimore Ravens, and they ran the ball effectively. Cleveland's formula to win doesn't change. And as a play caller, Stefanski has to be really conservative, and they've got to take points. They can't take risk. They're going to have to win. You're going to be betting a lot of unders with Cleveland. <laughs> well, and that's why the number in this game specifically coming up on Sunday, like people are just absolutely hammering the under. It's gone down four points in a day since this news has come out. And you look at the Steelers offense and we know how much that they have been struggling. Their last handful of games against the Packers only put up 23 against the Titans, 20 Jacksonville, 10 against the Rams, 24 Baltimore, 17, like we can keep going down the list of how the Steelers have struggled offensively, but it hasn't mattered because they keep winning games, Michael. Six and three, despite being outgained every single game. And now, too, you talk about how the Bengals are very much so alive in this division all of a sudden. I think the Steelers are a team that, despite all of their problems, you can't really count out right now for the division either. No, you can't. I mean, look, they are when they lose, though, they lose badly, right? And I had a feeling going in this game that they this was not a good matchup for the Steelers because the Steelers need to run the ball effectively. I mean, the last two weeks they have run the ball the best they've ever run the ball all year. They ran for 375 yards the last two weeks. It's why they've looked better on offense. But when they play against a team that can move the ball, like the 49ers, the Texans, and the Jaguars, they've been outscored by 57 points. Think about that. They're used to playing in one-score games, but when they play against good teams, they have struggled, and I think that's part of the problem here. They're not going to be able to run the ball. This is going to be a game where they're not going to run on the Browns' front, and they're going to have to make that, that Kenny Pickett's going to have to make some plays in the passing game, and we'll see if he could do it. And the Steelers, they lose this game if they turn it over. I mean, this is going to be both teams protecting their quarterback, which lends itself to the under. And I will say, fortunately for Kenny Pickett, for all of the issues that he has had, there are 34 quarterbacks in the NFL that have played enough snaps to qualify for major statistics. Pickett is the only one with fewer than five turnovers. So that is something that he has had success in. But the Steelers, uh, you mentioned those three games, lost 30-7 to to San Francisco, 30-6 to at Houston, and 20-10 to against Jacksonville. So dead on with that thought process, Michael. But if they win this game, they're 3-0 and in the division, and it's just hard to ignore. Their remaining schedule after that game, 
uh, home against Arizona and New England at Indy, home against Cincinnati at Seattle. But how good are they? We don't know. And then they close out the season at Baltimore. So uh, it's going to be take a, a fun guess. close. What do you what do you think? their best offensive production, the Steelers, I mean, in terms of passing the ball, a yards, what do you think their best number is this year? What do you mean? Total passing yards? How many total passing yards? Yeah. Ooh. Did Pickett get up to 250? Has he gotten up to 250? No. The, Not even close? The, 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 they've had four games of over 200 yards passing, and they've won every one of those games. The highest total is 228. Ah! I had a feeling based think on your it. question they wouldn't have gotten there. That's crazy I mean, to it's think just about. It's remarkable. So if if you're sitting here, if we can throw for you're, if you're Mike Tomlin, you're sitting there in your office before if we can throw for two hundred yards, we're going to win this bad boy. Yeah, you probably will. <laughs> you probably will. Well, I loved listening to him in the press conference this week. He said uh, Tomlin did. Yes, we're going to need to do more, but guys like Kenny and I are measured by wins and losses. We talk about that often and openly. We know what our jobs are. Our jobs are to win, and that's where our focus is. So Tomlin, and they keep on doing it. Like I said, 6-3 and three this season, despite all of the issues. We've got some other injuries to update in the AFC North, which we will get to, as well as one starting quarterback who is back in the mix, it appears, this week from injury. We'll be right back here on the Lombardi Line next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Please drink responsibly, 21 and up only. And Thanksgiving right around the corner, perfect time to go hit up Total Wine, Spirits, Beer, and More. And more is what, though? That's what I always want to know, Michael. Uh, Welcome back in, everybody, to the Lombardi line. For anybody who might have missed it this morning, the big news in the National Football League, Deshaun Watson out for the season with a fractured bone in his shoulder. So he is done this coming weekend against the Steelers. It will be the rookie Dorian Thompson-Robinson getting the start. But uh, one team, Michael, that is getting their quarterback back this week from injury is the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields has 
been missing time the last handful of weeks with a dislocated thumb injury, but he is expected to play coming up this Sunday against the Lions, barring um, anything going crazy at practice today. That expectation is Justin Fields going to go. Good thing or bad thing for the Bears? Well, I mean, it didn't really move the line. That's what the, that's the kind of the funny thing about it. You know, I, I keep track of the line movement starting on Sunday. And when this opened up, it was fairly clear that it was, uh, you know, it was somewhere between nine and a half and ten. And then when it came back and when it came, the news that we kind of expected, it, it stayed at nine and a half and ten. Now, maybe the book just fully anticipated he was. But I don't think if he I don't think this line would move an inch. Yeah. I feel if he didn't, you Michael, know? Michael, I was going to say, I feel, 10, bad. I feel bad it, saying it, this, but um, but I was just like, Bajent has more wins than Justin Fields does this year. He's got two wins. <laughs> he's got two wins. You know, this is an interesting game. I think this is a lot of points, Stormy. For the, for, I mean, I, I think here's this classic example, I, I think, of people not really paying attention what goes on. Like, I hear people say, well, you know, the Bears are, are being stingy in the run game on defense. Do you realize the Bears have the number one ranked run defense in the National Football League? I mean, they're really good. They're, they're yards per attempt, they're the number one in the league. Yards total, they're number two in the league. I've been saying this for four weeks. The last team to run the ball on them effectively were the Chiefs in week three, and that was because their team was completely hurt with injury. So Detroit's going to have a hard time running the football here. Now, Detroit will throw the ball effectively, but it won't be Detroit we know wants to run the ball to throw the ball. They love run. Look at the big plays they made against the Chargers in the run game, you know, with Montgomery running as effectively as he did. I think 10's a lot here. It really, to me, it seems like way too many points uh, in this game because when you, you know, the, the, the Lions have had trouble with movement quarterbacks. I mean, that's just a fact. When guys move around and they can run with the ball. And look, last time they played against Field, he, I think he had over, I mean, he was running like crazy against them and they couldn't really slow him down. My only follow-up, Michael, to the run defense of it all is that have they seen, has Chicago this year seen a running back duo like the Lions have with David Montgomery now back and Jameer Gibbs, what we've seen him be able to do, and also like utilizing those running backs, particularly Gibbs in the past game when he's been able to have success. Like that's my only, like I guess, argument as it pertains to the run defense is that that group, those two guys are better probably than what Chicago's seen. Yeah, I mean, look, they, the Green Bay had, had two good backs opening day. They ran for 92 yards against them. You know, Denver has two good backs. You know, they use the they, they kind of go back and forth. Washington doesn't even try to run. They're 32nd <laughs> in the league in rushing attempts. So they don't even try. Minnesota can't run the ball. The Raiders then couldn't run the ball at all. And the Chargers really don't care. You're right. I mean, the Saints want to run the ball, but the Saints couldn't run the ball, even though they won, even though they won 24-17. They couldn't run the ball in that game. And last week, the Panthers, who desperately want to run in a close game, you know, they still couldn't run. The Panthers ran for 43 yards. So I kind of think this is a matchup where you got it. They got a chance. The problem is the Bears are not a great defensive team in the passing game. They give up explosive plays. They give up touchdown passes, yards, pretty much everything. If you're going to beat the Bears, you're going to have to throw the football. And then the Bears don't turn the ball over. I mean, they haven't had a turnover in the last two weeks. Uh, long term, obviously, it's really important for Chicago this season to figure out 
what it is with Justin Fields. Is he their franchise quarterback of the future? So um, I'm curious how this game's going to go, how the rest of the season is going to play out for Fields because he was starting those last couple games before the dislocated thumb. It seemed like he was finding something and getting into a little bit of a groove. So I'll be interested to see how the rest of this year plays out for him. Um, we talked a lot about the AFC North off the top. We have more injury news there with the big game coming up tomorrow on Thursday night. The Ravens and Bengals going head-to-head. Adam Schefter reporting T. Higgins likely to miss more time with the hamstring injury that held him out this past Sunday, which I think was expected, but perhaps just too short of a turnaround with the Thursday game. And while there was concern for Trey Hendrickson, he was day-to-day on Monday. The expectation is he's going to play, which is going to be a really big boost for them against Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and they're going to need it too because, I mean, one thing I think that's different between this Bengal team and all the other ones that we keep comparing to is their pass defense. They can't stop the pass. I mean, they gave up a ton of yards to Houston last week. I mean, San Francisco threw the ball effectively on them. They haven't been great on third down. And, you know, they they haven't been able to get control of the game with their defense. I mean, that's really the biggest issue. They have not been able to get control of their game you know, and now they face Lamar, who is seven and two against him as a team, as a player. You know, he runs for over 600 yards in the in the nine games that he's played against them. So it's been difficult. This is kind of an interesting. Remember, we had that stat yesterday about AFC North. They're always, I think, going back ten years. It's sixty. You know, the mm-hmm. dog usually covers. Just blindly play the dog, and, and and this kind of is interesting. In October of 21. The Bengals go into Baltimore and they win 41-17. December of that year, they beat the Bengals, they beat the Ravens at home 42-41-21. Then last year in October, the Ravens barely beat the Bengals 19-17. And then at the end of the year, they came back and the, and the Bengals won 27-16. So it, it's really not, the, I know the line's kind of tight, but these games typically, other than one of the last four, don't really affect the line. Yeah, we did see a little bit of movement as well. Yesterday when we were discussing this game, it was sitting three and a half. Some money has come in on Baltimore lay in the four, and Lamar Jackson has had a lot of success in this matchup to this point against Cincinnati in his career. But it's going to be a fun one tomorrow. We're going to dive into this game like full length tomorrow when we preview the Thursday night game, and we will get a pick a little bit later on in the show today when our guy Harry Gagnon joins the program, and you know he's always got the cartoons on deck, Michael. Now, this, yeah. this next headline, something we talked about a little bit yesterday and the day before honestly with the New England Patriots is the status of Mac Jones NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran believes Jones will be dropped down to third string behind Bailey Zappi and Will Greer coming out of this bye. Uh, Mac Jones obviously pulled out of the game late against Germany with the game on the line and, and you said yesterday you don't see how they can go ahead and put Mac back out there in the immediate future but did you expect that third string would be the spot give these other guys a chance? You know, I, I think to me, I, I think if there's anybody who's going to get a chance, it's going to be Will Greer. I mean, Bailey Zappi hasn't played well at all. And, and he went in the other day and, and he was bad. I, I got a feeling that if they do anything, they would go to, they should go to Will Greer and see if he can do something. I mean, right now they look, Mac Jones would have been benched a while ago if ba- Bailey Zappi would have shown anything. I mean, it shouldn't have taken a trip to Germany to bench Mac, Mac Jones the way he's been playing all year. I mean, people are screaming for Richard, for Robert Sala to remove uh, Zach Wilson. Hell, Zach Wilson at times plays better than Mac Jones. I mean, Mac Jones doesn't make good decisions. He doesn't process quickly. He has not been accurate with the ball, and then he can't move in the pocket. I mean, you're really not getting a lot of benefit out of him. And, and the things that I thought were his strength, which was decision-making, accuracy, 
quick movement, you know, rhythm with his throws, decision made. None of those have proved to be true. He's been hit way too much. He's got a really early on the first drive of the game. He's got a curl pattern, and the, and the play's called for him to throw the curl, and he and he just won't throw it, and he gets sacked. And you sit there and you run the play back and forth, like why don't you just throw it? Because he doesn't trust it. He doesn't, can he get it in the window? You know, and, and he's lost his confidence. And when you lose your confidence in your protection and in yourself, your team has no confidence in you. I, I can't imagine Belichick thinks he's going to waltz him out there in, two, in, in eight days, ten days, and the team's going to say, okay, Max back, we're all really good. They watch the same tape I watch. They watch Mike Gusecki wide open that my grandson Dominic could have easily completed that throw. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. he could have easily completed it. He would have been able to do the gritty and all that after he did it too. I think to your earlier point, the most disappointing part about Mac Jones is that he's he's thought of as the guy that has the mental side, right? That can put it yeah. together from that aspect, and we haven't seen it. No, it, that's what's the most disappointing thing to me. And and part two now, you know, he's not somebody, I said this in, for the last two years, he's not an easy guy to coach. You can see it. You know, he's had, you know, he's had a lot of, I mean, he's a talker. He's kind of got a lot of swag to him. But he didn't bring the swag with him, right? It's one thing to have. It's one thing to like to be like Dion and 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 say it and then do it. It's another thing just to say it. You gotta back it up. And also, what you said about Bailey Zappi too, and him clearly not being the answer. I think we forget too. And I know that the situation was unique at the beginning of the year, but he was cut earlier this season, right? Exactly. Like that was the- he had a horrible. If he would have had a decent preseason, he could have put a lot of pressure on him. Yep, exactly. So it seems like there are no real answers in the Patriots quarterback room right now. If it is Will Greer, what will we see from him? Of course, the quarterback out of West Virginia, who's been a couple years in the league. He was initially taken by the Carolina Panthers, but seen his way around town. We've got to take a quick break. We will be right back on the Lombardi line. Stay with us. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You can join us for just $19 for your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Now, yesterday on the show, Michael, we went through all of the division rematches that are coming up this week in the NFL, but we also have a Super Bowl rematch coming up this week on Monday Night Football. It's going to be a fun one, the seven and two Chiefs against the eight and one Eagles, a rematch of Super Bowl 57. And to set the table for anybody who maybe doesn't remember how that one played out, Kansas City came back from a double-digit halftime deficit, ends up getting a field goal to win it with six seconds remaining set up, of course, by the holding call from James Bradbury. So they end up winning 38-35, 73 combined points, third most in Super Bowl history. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts combined for seven touchdowns. Hurts with three rushing scores. It was a fun one, but now they've got to go head-to-head again, Michael. So do the Eagles get redemption, or do the Chiefs' winning ways continue against Philly? Well, get ready. We're going to read about Andy Reid's record off of buys. Oh, of right? We're going to read all about that, and you're going to hear all about that. What and is then that, 28-4? 28-4, e- yeah, I think? Something. I mean, he's really good at it. I mean, he's look, you give him 12 days rest, he's really good. 
I think the bigger issue here is forgetting the rest because I'm not sure rest is their problem. I think Andy's challenge is kind of what Mahomes said the other day in in Germany when he said, look, we got to get this right. They had the opening kick. They went down the field. They scored. They had another drive where they scored, but they did nothing else. They they won that game 21-14 to against the Miami Dolphins without scoring a point in the second half. They're not going to be able to get away with that. They're, they're good on defense, but it's hard to play defense like that all the time. They're going to have to find somebody who can make a play in the passing game. I mean, they've been very fortunate to win some of these close games, whether it was the first Denver game, you know, whether it was the the Viking game where they made plays, the Jets game, the Jets run the, you know, the they run the ball out. It's five minutes to go against the Jet defense. So, you know, for me, this is going to be an interesting one because Philly's healthy now. Philly will be, I, I would assume Jalen Hurts is, is healthier than he's been. This offense is really good. They can block the Kansas City front, and I think they're going to be able to attack the secondary. I, 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 this line has gone between two and a half and three, as you would expect. There was a little bit of conversation about maybe weather was going to be a factor on Monday. I know we're still a little ways out. Doesn't appear that way now. So, look, you know, and Mahomes, his record with three or less points in a game is pretty damn good, too. This might be one of those where both teams are good. You can't really handicap it. You might want to stay away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know that they won't because it's a Monday night standalone game with two of the best teams in the NFL. Everybody wants to be involved. But I love this the nugget that you gave, Michael, about the game against Miami this past week before the bye because you're right. They were shut out in the second half, which is another example of how different this Kansas City Chiefs team is from the one that played in that Super Bowl because they scored on every single drive of the second half against the Eagles in that game. They're a team that this year, despite the powerhouse of a quarterback that they have has struggled offensively and actually led the way with defense this year. That's why Kansas City is 7-2 to the under this season, Michael. The five-game under streak that they are on right now, not only the longest in the NFL, but the longest of Mahomes' career because he's used to lighting it up. So when you look at the total in this game, 45-and-a-half, and Jalen Hurts, who you just mentioned, gets that time in the bye to heal up whatever's been going on with his knee that he's been gutting through. Do you have any interest in looking at an under in this game, potentially knowing the the struggles offensively for him and maybe if Jalen Hurts isn't perfect and primetime unders continue to roll. I do. I think the unders definitely in play. Here's, let me give you a little facts. 19 points the Chiefs have scored in nine games in the fourth quarter. 19. They have only scored 53 points in the second half. What does that tell us, right? That tells us that they, they don't have a way to adjust to the adjustment that once they declare who they are, like they did the opening drive, then Vic Fangio figures it out and he makes an adjustment. They're they're kind of trapped. They scored 40 points against the Bears, 41 against the Bears. You take that out of there. You take, say they just scored 24, right? They're not averaging anywhere near the amount of points that they had. And as I've mentioned many times before, Mahomes is actually playing better on target more. He's getting hit more, you know, but he's making pressure throws even better. The problem is his supporting cast is not helping him. Pacheco's third on the team in receptions with 24. Tony, the kid, the guy that they traded and Andy wants to preserve, he doesn't want to get him hurt. He's got 20 catches for 127 yards. Running backs have better numbers than that on catches on an outside receiver. Travis Kelsey did nothing in that last game, and he still is 597 yards leading the Chiefs in receiving yards 
378 is the next most receiving yards from Rashi Rice. So, like, he didn't even do anything in last game, and he still has that big of a margin over the top wide receiver for Kansas City right now. And he's really spread it out. So, like, that's one thing that concerns me. Already, we already knew about this offense that it, we were going to try to figure out who was going to be that go-to target outside of Travis Kelsey. But they haven't even really established anybody because Mahomes is just kind of getting it to whoever's open in the moment. Yeah, and he's gotten hit more. I think we lose sight of that. I don't think this offensive line, even though they put more resources into it, you know, they replaced Orlando Brown, that, that, you know, they kind of got different players in there. I don't think the line's playing nearly as good as it did. And it, it goes back to the Super Bowl. What team is playing in all three areas better? You have to give that advantage to Philadelphia. Philly will run the ball on anybody. They still make throws. And, you know, defensively, they're still they're going to be hard to run the ball on, and they can pressure Mahomes. And you're going to have to throw the ball to beat Philly. But are your receivers good enough to win on the outside against Philly? That remains to be seen. That's where I don't know what, what's going on with this chief team, but they don't have any explosiveness in terms of being able to make a play. I mean, right now, Mahomes is at 7.3 yards per attempt. Last year, he was over eight. Michael, the more we keep talking about this, the more I'm talking myself into the Eagles. But then I keep thinking yeah. about all the other stuff we talked about off the top with Andy Reid off of a bye and Patrick Mahomes. Number. I mean, the Chiefs have the, – the stats even in November. The Chiefs have won 14 yeah. straight games in the month of November. Mahomes is 39-6 and six in November or later in the regular season. This is kind of the time when he typically starts to find his stride and start peaking. So, like, as much as I love everything about the Eagles – all of these other numbers that I'm looking through historically are just coming up chiefs, but this team is different than they were in the past. And so I just need to wrap that, wrap my head around that a little bit because it's, it's hard to not think of the chiefs of what we know and their Super Bowl wins and the talent that they have, but it's just, it's different this year. So I don't know. I think I might end up on the Eagles. I know you say stay away. I think I might end up on Philly. Well, if I had to go somewhere, I'd go on the Eagles. But I think that's the biggest issue here, Stormy. I think the book's getting plenty of money on both sides. But why are they moving the number? Why are they moving it from three? Last week, we saw that 49er-Jacksonville game, right? And they never moved that number off of three. I thought it was a trap the whole week. I thought they wanted you to take they wanted you to take Jacksonville and get the three. They weren't going to get They were getting money on both sides. This game, to me, they moved this number. When, you know, everybody knows everybody knows that Philly's good. Everybody knows that Mahomes is great in close games. There's This number is moving. It's volatile. They're getting action on both sides. There's, it's rare to find. I mean, DraftKings New Jersey has a three. It's rare to find a three anywhere else. Yep. Uh, the Chiefs are 27-21 and 1 ATS when the line is a field goal or less either way. Mahomes as quarterback in those instances, 11-2-1 against the spread. So, again, a lot of those numbers coming up, Chiefs. this uh, It's pretty rare to see Super Bowl rematches, Michael, the, the following season. This will be the ninth regular season rematch from the previous season Super Bowl dating back to 1970. The first since Patriots-Falcons in 2017. And of the eight teams who won the Super Bowl in those respective years, six of them went on to win that rematch the next season. So that, again, would come up Chiefs as well. Well, but it just, you know, whatever you feel in this game, I'm not going to tell anybody how to play it, but there's a lot of conflicting information in this one. And we still don't know if Taylor Swift is going to be there, Michael. So we all know that's going to play yeah. a role. Chiefs 4-0 with, with T. Swift in the building. Yeah, well, I'm sure she's going to be there. I mean, he went to Argentina. Why wouldn't she come to Kansas <laughs> City? I mean, how hard is it? 
Oh, man. Heck of a bye week for the Kelsey brothers because you got yeah. Travis out there in Argentina and Jason's getting his broadcasting skills underway at yeah, uh, well, Amazon you Prime. Well give, you might as well give Jason Al's tie. I mean, he's ready to go right now. Did, oh, but see, Jason didn't have a tie on. Maybe if he came to the party suited and booted, then I would have been more willing to get. I know. I don't are you think devastated? Al's go with a t- I'm crushed. Dallas not going with a tie this week either. He's he's going to be in in Baltimore. It's going to be chilly. I don't know what. Probably going to be in the 50s for kickoff, right? I would suspect. But I like that you know? look when you have the tie and then the nice like black jacket over it. I think it's yeah. a good look. Come on, Al. Give the people what they want. We're what not asking need. for much. That's right. What they need. That's, That's the right. way to put it. Okay, we're going to take a quick time out here. We talked earlier on in the show about the quarterback decision in New England. There are still a lot of question marks about what things might look like at the coaching position beyond this season, not only in New England, but a number of teams right now who have three wins or fewer and have coaches on the hot seat. How hot are those seats, though? Michael's going to give us a seat meter when we return. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony with you. Stormy? Yes, sir. Update. Update. We have a red alert. Red alert here. Pittsburgh now in some places, circa where you're sitting, is a one-point favorite. Uh, DraftKings here in New Jersey still has Cleveland minus one. Uh, other shops all over, it's pretty much pick them. If uh, you got Pittsburgh plus four, you got a hell of a bet there. Stick to it. Don't cash that one in. But I think by the end of the closing today, there's some one and a half Pittsburgh out there too. I think by the end of business today, this line will settle 
And I think it's going to settle as Pittsburgh being a two-point favorite. Yeah, for anybody that missed the news this morning, Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Browns, done for the season with a fracture in his right throwing shoulder. Dorian Thompson-Robinson named the starter for at least this week. And yeah, we have seen that line continue to move. So at some places flipped. Steelers largely still right now across the board from most of the places I'm seeing getting one point. The total has gone down significantly from as high as 38 and a half at opening 37 yesterday to now with this news 33 and a half. So something that we will continue to monitor for yeah. sure. And then the other one Stormy, I think if you like the if you like the Dolphins this week and I do that that's going up to that'll get that's going to get to thirteen. There's some thirteen and a halfs out there that's going. I, I would be shocked if tomorrow when they post your contest numbers for the Miami game, that's not going to be at fourteen. I really think that's where that'll be. And then I was surprised by this one just now. The you know Detroit's down. There's some eight and a halfs. There's just a bunch of nines now in the Detroit market. Jacksonville's gone to seven, pretty strong. And Washington, which has, should have never been a 10-point favorite against Georgia or anyone, that's back down to nine, even with the great Tommy DeVito at quarterback. <laughs> so the board today really looks like a stock the New York Exchange board. Things are just lighting up left and right. Lighting up left and right. And Washington is actually a team that I wanted to discuss here as we get to this segment, Michael, about coaches that could or should be on the hot seat. So I want to get your hot seat meter. You tell me the level of temperature that's coming off of the seat of a Mr. Ron Rivera right now. Well, I mean, look, you know, anytime there's a change of ownership, unless you've had a track record of great success, uh, there's going to be changes. Josh Harris from this time with the Philadelphia 76ers, what he typically likes to do is hire somebody and let them run it. He is pretty much hands off. He hired, he wanted Daryl Morey, couldn't get him. He hired Sam Henke. And then the league made him hire Brian Clant, and eventually he got Sam Henke. I mean, eventually he got Daryl Morey. That, I mean, that's who he is. So if, you, if you're Ron Rivera and you're Marty Herney and Martin Mayhew, you kind of know there's changes coming to the football side. Now, can you prevent them? Probably not. So I would say I don't know what our level of hot is, but this is hot on two fronts. Not, pl- not playing well, not coaching well. And changes will ultimately come. They're definitely going to come. I mean, when you do their numbers, they are the 31st. They, they, they throw the ball more than any team in the league, and they rank 21st in, pat, in yards per attempt. Okay? I mean, think about that. They, they rank 21st, and people say, well, you know, they're really, they, they really throw the ball. They, everybody quotes uh, Sam Howell's numbers. He leads the league in passing yards. I mean, when they played the Giants in the first game, there were 18 punts in that game out of the 28 possessions. They couldn't move the ball in the Giants. They, they couldn't move the ball. They were one for 15 on third down. So when you're playing against a bad team like the Giants and you can't do that anything, you're going to be in trouble and you lose to them. Mm. I mean, here's what I don't understand if I'm Rivera. I'm first in passing attempts. I'm 32nd in rushing attempts. Yet I'm 21st in yards per attempt passing and I'm 10th in rushing but I'm going to do less rushing and more pass. It doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the Ron Rivera special, not making any sense. Also, the riverboat 
thing like is completely <laughs> gone by the way um sam howell oh, also yeah, yeah. speaking of that offensive line and the struggles that they have had sam howell on pace to be sacked 80 times this year and following the two and zero start for washington dropped seven of their last nine how about your boy brandon staley michael because after this past week's game against the lions i mean which was a quintessential justin herbert game right four touchdowns one interception 38 points on the board but it's a loss uh just another loss by the way for this los angeles team when they scored 30 or more points what is the level of heat for mr brandon staley's seat well i i think that's it's i would say 85 to 90 percent hot right they're 31st in the national football league in defensive yards allowed they're 32nd in first downs allowed they're 32nd in yards allowed passing but it gets it's a little better they're only 30th in yards allowed per attempt passing Okay, they've improved there. I mean, this is not a well-coached defense, and that's what he was hired to do. That's what he was hired to do was coach the defense. I mean, other than the Jet game where they and the Bears game where they held them down, they can't really do anything. So I think it's going to be pretty hot. And I think the problem is, is they've got this generational talent who doesn't play like it, and they can't win close games. They just cannot win close games. So I would say it's really hot. And they are 1-3 when scoring at least 30 points since the start of last postseason, which, of course, includes that wild card loss to the Jags when they gave up a 27 to nothing lead. How about Frank Reich? I know that it's his first year in Carolina, but it has been really rough offensively. We already know the whole deal with the first-round pick and what they traded to get Bryce Young. Owner David Tepper reportedly not happy. They have the worst record in the NFL right now, third-worst offense, given all that they've put into it. What's the level of heat? I think it's pretty hot. I mean, look, you hired Tepper to fix your quarterback position. You, you, excuse me, you hired Frank to fix your quarterback. Now, he's changed coordinate. You're going from this guy to that guy back to this guy. Who? What system are you running? What are you doing? I think he's in trouble. I really do. And I think the owner's embarrassed, and I've known this in my career. When the owner gets embarrassed, you're in trouble. I think at the level heat is a spicy jalapeno pepper. You see, I, I, I like a lot of people that are making the memes also of Frank Reich right now from what he looked like with the like white silver fox type of hair from when he first got the job earlier this season to now like disheveled the dark gray coming in. Um, it, it, this this season has taken a toll on Mr. Frank Reich. How about Bill Belichick, Michael? We've talked about this a lot lately given the game out there in Germany. Patriots are two and eight right now. Their worst start mm-hmm. through through 10 games since 2000. In fact, this is a franchise that didn't have eight losses in an entire season from 2001 to 2019. We are not used to this. Um, There have been reports Robert Kraft is not inclined to fire Belichick during the season, but might reevaluate after the season. How do you think things play out and what's the level of heat? Well, I think the level of heat's substantial. I mean, you know, because Kraft himself has admitted he's not happy with the record and who could be. You know, I think they didn't expect this. They don't have a bad team. They really don't. I mean, I think Dietrich Wise said this today. We we have a we have a we have a we don't have a bad team. We have a bad record. That's true. I mean, they've lost more one-score games than any team in the National Football League. I mean, they're twenty and in points decided by seven points or less. They're one in five. I mean, they can't make a play. They can't win one of those close games. And when you can't win close games and you have chances, you you know it puts you in a lot of trouble. So, but I do think it'll happen at the end of the year. Look, there's value in Belichick. There's tremendous value in Belichick. And Mr. Kraft is way too smart to just let him go. He could get compensation for him. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of places besides Twitter that thinks Belichick's still a good coach. And I'm sure he'll have great opportunity to get there. 
mean, this team has played in seven games that have been one score, and they're two and five in those seven games. We have about 90 seconds left here, Michael, and three coaches. So give me just a quick snippet. Right. Start with fast. Mike Vrabel. Vrabel's going to have, Vrabel's like Belichick. At the end of the year, he's going to get a huge extension or someone's going to try to trade for him. How about Matt Eberflew, 6-21 and 21 in Chicago? I think it all depends on how they finish, but I think he's in definite trouble. Kevin Warren's the new president. I think he's going to want to get somebody that he wants in to be the coach. They, uh, they've already let go of, of course, David Walker, their running back coach, defensive coordinator, Alan Williams. So maybe is this the end of the rope for the Bears head coach as well? And your guy, Arthur Smith, 18 and 26 out there in Atlanta. Falcons have lost three straight. Michael, I find this interesting to a rookie quarterback in his first NFL start with uh, Will Levis. Josh Dobbs, after being with the team for five days. And then this past week, Arizona with Kyler Murray's first action off an ACL tear and arguably the least talented overall team in the NFL. What's his future? How's his season? And they threw for 70 yards against this defense. 70 yards. And you're an off and you've drafted all these skilled people. I mean, logically it makes no sense that he's not he's not he's not on red hot. I mean, really, it doesn't. I mean, like, where are we? We got all these offensive weapons and we're twenty-fourth in, in, in offensive football and scoring. I mean, we turn the ball over, we can't really make any plays in the passing game. I think he's in trouble. I really do. In spite of what Arthur Smith, Arthur Blank says. Yeah, that's what The Athletic has reported that Blank's been supportive of Smith. So the seat is cold right now based on that, but maybe in January a different story because based on what I've seen in the usage of Mr. B. John Robinson, of Kyle Pitts, of Drake London, it should be like a, a hot Tostino's like thing that boils your mouth and hurts the roof of your mouth. That's That's how hot it should be, Michael. We'll be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.